Welcome back to The Wine Show. You're here with Jill Upton. And next up, we have Jonathan Holgate from Tertini Wines in Barrel in the Southern Highlands in New South Wales. So good morning, Jonathan. How are you? Morning, Jill. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for being able to join us. Um, I'm very excited to have uh, have Tertini on um, for a few reasons. One is I absolutely adore your wines and I, I lived in Sydney for a very long time and one of my best mates lives in Berrimah. And so we, I used to go and spend weekends with her and without doubt we would be at Tertini every time. And uh, I actually was a member for a while. You had such beautiful wines. And I guess the first time I actually travelled down there, I was I was surprised at the quality, I have to admit. I was surprised at how great the wines were. And um, so I thought I had to get you guys on. And uh, and also, you know, to talk about Southern Highlands I- itself as a wine region and, and why it produces great wines. So how about I hand over to you and you tell us a bit about the story of Tertini Wines and how it all started and uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, thanks. Well, I've been with the business now for 14 years. Um, and it started um, in 1999. So the uh, Tertini family, um, Julian Tertini, he first emigrated to Hobart uh, back in the 50s, um, finished his schooling there. And um, through his uh, business life, um, he planted the vineyard um, on what now is his home. And Next to his veggie garden, which is uh, you know outside of working, that's that's um, where you'd find him out in the veggie garden. He's very, he's very Italian in that way, and um, uh, a vineyard was uh, was next for him. Um, and since our first wines in two thousand and five, um, yeah, that that, um, that Riesling got a lot of uh, a lot of very good awards. Um, and since then, we've um, planted a, a small enterprise of of uh, 50 acres in the Coal River Valley um, in Tasmania, um, linking him back to his home. You know, actually, I, I, I just uh, found out about that uh, not long ago, and I was I, all of a sudden I wasn't that surprised because some of the wines that I have had of yours, I didn't think I'd really paid attention to where they were coming from, and um, and, and it made a lot of sense because the regions uh, are so different from Coal River to um, to Southern Highlands and, and to Hilltops as well, where I know you have some have some vineyards. You um, they're very different, and in order to broaden the scope of the varietals that you that you grow, you need you need to have that. It's uh, so and. I guess Julian coming from Hobart, that was the reason why he went down to Tasmania. Was that right? Yeah, he still has a very strong connection with um, Tasmania. He's very passionate about the state. Um, mm. A lot of companies are uh, uh, buying into Tasmania as well. Mm. Um, but for us, those wines are uh, a separate range that um, are 100% um, Tasmanian produce. So we, we, um, we grow, produce and bottle the wine down there. And and with when it comes to the hilltops, um, you know we we actually just had Brian Freeman on from Freeman Wines in Hilltops, and I believe that you that you know Brian. Yes, yes. So, so we buy we buy fruit off a couple of different growers, um, including Brian Freeman. The other and there's also another Brian we buy fruit off. Um, with we we do have a cool climate focus um, within our within our wines, and um, each of those three regions they're cool climate for different reasons. So. Tasmania is cool climate um, by latitude. Um, uh, hilltops is cool climate, but they've got a more uh, continental um, uh, uh, climatic season and we're cool climate by altitude, but we have a, a, a coastal influence as well. So 
So for us, the main challenge in the Highlands is um, is is rainfall, and we're getting a lot of it right now. It's a pretty pretty crappy season to start off with. Um, but so that's 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 the challenge. That's the main challenge for us. And the varieties that tend to to do well um, consistently in in the Highlands are the earlier ripening varieties, such as Riesling and Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And look, your your Riesling is, um, I don't know whether you would call it a flagship, but it's certainly, your Rieslings are very highly awarded. Um, I've been quite bowled over. So I've actually only tried a couple of them, but um, and that they were magnificent, but it really seems like Riesling's what's put you guys on the map. Yeah, Riesling, Riesling Pinot Noir, Arnais have been our core varieties um, since the start. They they all come from um, that site, um, our Yarrandu Vineyard out at Mandabar. Um, for our Rieslings, uh, I mean, all our wines are, I mean, it's pretty cliche, but all our wines are very um, minimally handled um, in the winery. Um, our Rieslings differ um, in terms of its um, winemaking in that um, from, from you know, I guess, orthodox Riesling winemaking in Australia, in that um, we are so small um, in our processing that uh, it's just, pressings free run and it all ends up in the same tank so so there's no separation of um press fractions or anything like that um it all goes in the same tank gives it a bit more texture and um with those uh with those molecules that are um, coming through the pressings um adds a a bit more depth um uh, when they get unlocked during the fermentation um and from then on it stays on lees until until bottling so it's a very um, it's a very full-flavoured Riesling while still um, holding those you know, high acid qualities and, um, and lower alcohol as well. So how would you, uh, as, as it is quite a different sort of Riesling, would you be cellaring that for a, for a fair few years? Definitely. Um, easily at least 10 years, um, like, like a lot of Rieslings um, in Australia. Uh, we, we do find that... Um, uh, they tend to look better after a couple of years um, after bottling. Um, they tend to be quite shy um, for a little while, the, the you know, classic bottle shock. Um, but after it, it's usually spot on 24 months, um, they actually start to, to come back out. And um, a few years after that, show, show a bit more development as well. So if if I were coming from interstate, and I actually I, I will be uh, now that I'm in Queensland, can you give us a little bit of, a, of an overview of how to spend a day or a weekend in the area uh, when it comes to you know some of the great restaurants? Now I know Barrel uh, is um, for people who don't know Barrel. Barrel's a very beautiful, uh, quite prestigious um, country town. Uh, population not quite sure actually. What is the population now? Well. It's it keeps going up because like like everywhere in Australia, the exodus yeah. from the cities. Um, sure. Traditionally, in the past, it was sort of ten thousand per per village. Um, you know, Mossvale, Mittagong, and Barrel. But um, I'm pretty sure it's well up, well up now. I could imagine, and I real estate's quite a, quite pricey, but it is very beautiful and mm. does have that small town, but uh, very uh, yeah, very very quaint sort of place. And so some of the restaurants, uh, you've got some great hatched restaurants. Uh, the dining scene, albeit relatively small, is very very good. Um, but it's like the 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 wineries, you know, there aren't a, a huge number, and you do tend to travel a fair way between. The proximity is not so close as a lot of other wine regions, but uh, I guess the travelling in between is is beautiful because well the southern highlands itself is it's extremely pristine scenery isn't that's it that's right that's right so we it, have, um it, we're very 
you know, natural and uh, produce focused here in the Highlands. We're only 90 minutes from Sydney Airport, so it's quite an easy drive. And um, uh, and you're right, the, we're not as densely populated with wineries um, within the region, but that gives you more time to to enjoy the other aspects of the Highlands um, with the villages, uh, the restaurants. Um, we're surrounded by national national forest and um, you know, lots of lots of waterfalls that uh, and hiking that people like to do as well. Um, within yeah, Berrima is um, is a, the, one of the classic villages to to visit here in the Highlands. It's um, it's home to the the uh, the old jail there, um, and two of my favourite restaurants, Josh's Cafe and uh, Echelot. Um, they're they're always worth visiting. Um, Josh's is a is quite a popular locals um, locals uh, restaurant, so not not many people um, tend to have that on their radar when they come down. Mm. And, and and that's why these sort of tidbits are actually fabulous because you want the locals' knowledge uh, when you're not a local. I mean, that's the way that we travel these days. But you also have some great pubs. Like I've dined at a lot of the pubs for lunches and dinners. It's, it just feels like everything that, that the area does has a certain element of class to it, which is uh, it, it just makes it such a beautiful experience. That's right. And um, there is, uh, you know, within the Highlands, we want to keep it as pristine as possible. I mean, there's been... Um, you know, negative uh, press in the past with um, uh, some mining companies wanting to to um, put a mine out the, out at the back of Berrima. There um, doesn't quite fit with our with our um, with our green image here. So with uh, no, that's with, uh, yeah. sorry. I was just going to say that some mining companies like to do that. I mean, look at the Hunter Valley, but but we won. But it's uh no it's it, it's pretty sad and I wasn't aware about about what they were um trying to do out there behind Berrima. No, and it's um you know apart from it's a uh, you know destructive um, industry to the landscape, um, it was within the water catchment as well. So not only for Sydney but also um, the Highlands water catchment. So it just wasn't there wasn't a whole, whole lot of positive um, for that project going ahead, which is great. Um, you know, all that land now is uh, hopefully being taken back for for farming, um, and uh, yeah, it's just you know, it's just a beautiful place to visit. It is. It's gorgeous, and I'm definitely going to be getting down. So, so let's just do a, a quick recap for our uh, Victorian and South Australian listeners. Um, you would fly into Sydney. It's a 90-minute drive and a very beautiful drive uh, to the Southern Highlands. Uh, Jonathan's mentioned a few of the places. I, I mentioned Berrima, but there's Mittagong, Bowral. Um, these these little townships are all all these very beautiful, quaint places. It's definitely worth a weekend away. Um, I would throw in Centennial Vineyards as a great one to also to also visit. There are some very, very great uh, wineries down there. But look, I, I obviously think Tertini is my favourite. So, um, look, Jonathan, thank you very much for giving us giving us that take. And uh, it's, yeah, hopefully I will be down there very, very soon and, and uh, meeting one of my best friends again. So um, I did ask you about a song before because it's what we like to do on a Sunday morning. And you did mention the raconteurs old enough. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Is, is there a story about that? Oh, no. I had to tone down my um, original selection. <laughs> quite heavy, <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, 
I got in trouble once and so I thought maybe just not that one. Yeah. <laughs> Tool no, is not for the audience. Right. Just just an just an example of um of the music I like to uh, mature my wine to. Absolutely. And it's it's quite funny. Uh, it does seem like the more I speak to winemakers that um, music plays a large part in the winemaking process. We had um, we had Damien Sharkey from Sharkey's Wines in Barossa on a few, a few weeks ago, and he likes to listen to Radiohead uh, when it starts mm. to really get real. And he said, everyone knows in the winery, if all of a sudden I'm playing full on Radiohead, that that means... Get ready, here we go. So, uh, but I love it. Every, everyone's got their story. So, look, Jonathan, thank you so very much. Um, I will. Uh, we're going to we're going to put this on just for you, and I'll look forward to seeing you in 2022 for sure. But uh, just before we do go to the song, um, we are remiss. I did receive a text in, um, name unknown, um, and they have asked the last part of the interview with Noble Oak. Um, they. They obviously missed the first part. They can't seem to find anything on the internet. So I would like to say to whoever texts in, firstly, thank you very much for it. Uh, Noble Oak is uh, is the Semillon uh, Botrytis that De Bortley produce. The winemaker is Darren De Bortley. Um, specifically based in Riverina for the Noble Oak, but they do have uh, wineries in six different regions around Australia. So check out De Bortoli. That's D-E-B-O-R-T-O-L-I. So I hope that answers your question. And uh, so we'll say thanks so much, Jonathan, and now we'll move on to your song. Have a great day, mate. Yeah, thank you, Hugh. 